<laughs> well, hey guys, welcome to our podcast. We were actually meeting every week to do some mentoring here in Sturbridge and uh, have been doing a video broadcast some weeks, but we thought we'd shift gear a little bit and do an audio podcast every week. So it's great to have you here on our podcast. I am Graham and I am not Linda. Uh, but I've got Graham, Linda, Rebecca, and Joel here, and uh, we're going to be try to do this every week with some breaks and just talk about life and ministry and serving God and how we find our calling, our purpose, our destiny, how we move forward in those things. Hey, in a few minutes, we have four quick topics we're going to go through today. We're going to talk about building, kind of building life systems that work. Uh, talking about leadership. Talking about leading a meeting. And also about conflict resolution. But um, before we do that, let's just do some quick housekeeping, some practicals. Um, what's going on this week? Joel, you've got a youth thing going on Friday, is that? Uh, yeah, Friday, yeah. So we're entering a new season for the youth here in, in New England. And Friday, we're going to do something really fun. Just going to cook some cookies together and, and share the word. You're going to cook fun. cookies? Cook cookies, yeah. What, what kind of cookies yeah. are you cooking? Ooh, different. I don't know. French cookies, I hope. We, we French might, cookies? We, we might do a little, like, competition. And you're going to be the, the judge. You should do some, like, so. patisseries, you know, some... Yeah, that's hard. But we'll, we'll do Some pan raisin, pan au chocolat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But we're going to do it, yeah. So, yes, Friday night, 7 p.m., cooking... Uh, baking some cookies and wow. having fun and share the word and yeah. I, I if literally Joel cooked a baguette and gave one to every person who came into the church, mm. what a growth strategy! <laughs> like that would, yeah, yeah, that would just be like yeah. Forget the sermon, just yeah. the. I mean, just selling baguettes. Yeah. Just yeah, start with yeah. It. that would yeah. be. First <laughs> the supernatural, right? Yes. So cooking with Joel, uh, Friday seven p.m. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good. Hey, this coming Sunday here in Sturbridge, we've got Erlene preaching, who's a real woman, a fiery woman of God. She's going to be great. And uh, I think I'm in New York, but to be confirmed. Uh, what's happening in NEF, Linda? So right before NEF, I'm going to just uh, put a plug in for Sturbridge. On Saturday morning, we have a oh, yeah. women's uh, breakfast. So come hungry. You women, and we're going to eat lots of great food. And if you want to, there is a cookie exchange. So oh, the cookies, you make 12 you cookies, right? You, exchange. you don't have to cook cookies. So those that are cooking cookies mm. can exchange those cookies. But it's really meant for fellowship and fun. So that's at Sturbridge at 930 this Saturday. And at New England Fellowship on the 11th, we're really excited because we're doing a series of the power of Jesus's testimony, we have three very powerful people that are going to share and their vulnerability powerful? of powerful people that are going to share their a word of power, people, a word of power about what their life that has been transformed by no Jesus. cookies, no cookies, Aww. but they're going to be sharing the bread of life. Oh. Isn't that good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. all happening at Join us. four o'clock, four six three Flax Hill Road, Norwalk. And you're all going to Starbucks afterwards? No, we're going to go so for Korean thing. barbecue. Are you joining us? Ooh. You're going to fill the I'm going to cancel no. my meeting and come. <laughs> it is, yeah. Korean barbecue afterwards. So Good. So, hey, guys, help us with this podcast, if you will. I'll try to put this out on a couple of streams, but share it, subscribe, like, uh, and I'll try and put some show notes with some links below. So check on those as well. Hey, if you're interested in finding out what Joelle's doing with youth here in Sturbridge, in Norwalk, also in Otis, and we're looking at doing something in Parma soon in the new year. Um, there'll be a link there. And he's looking at starting a 
kind of like a WhatsApp chat thing where people can just pray and support each other and yeah. check in and create some community. Um, I, I was listening to something today. I was in the gym, uh, virtue signaling. Um, and um, it's funny, people were talking about loneliness. I was listening to some podcasts and it's really, uh, especially like after COVID, it said something like, I'm forgetting it, but it, it was something like basically about one in four guys have no friends. I think it was someone like saying one in 10 women have no friends and that loneliness, apparently loneliness has the same effect, like the numbers of years it takes off your life than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day now, just the sort of health effects. And I, there's a lot of people of, of all ages lonely as well. So, mm. and we have a God who doesn't want us to be lonely, puts us yeah. in tribes and families. So Amen. we'd love to connect with you. Um, hey, let's jump into what we're going to talk about today. So, <clears throat> we we said we begin by talking about building systems at work, and um, I don't know if that's something you have ever thought much about, but um, I guess we all have a system for our life, do we? Yeah. Or we mm-hmm. should do. We should do. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's funny when you actually think about ministry. I think one of the cardinal sins of ministry is time wasting. And at times, just like a lack of organization. And um, so real quick, let's some thoughts about systems. I, I think it's really great that all of us have a system. I have a system. I It's a little clunky. It fails at times. The system doesn't fail. I fail. But um, yeah, we really, really need some way of <clears throat> dealing with all the things we have. I think I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think in the old days as well, life used to be really simple. I think my father worked in two places, maybe three, but I want to say two, the whole of his life, you know, which actually wasn't atypical. He was born in 1935 and probably began, didn't go to college, you know, maybe started work when he's 15, 16. And in those days, we can say life was a lot harder. People were a lot poorer, but there were l- less choices. And most of us, to some degrees, used to make and move things. We'd grow things, make things, or move things. Be a farmer, growing things in the fields. We'd be in a factory making something, or we'd drive a truck and move something. And most people's jobs came down to that. And I think in the old days as well, the old days, a lot of what we used to do is crank widgets. And by that, it's sort of like the idea that you'd go and you'd have some quite simple job that you'd do that we'd find very boring and crank the widget and do things. And in a way, not most of us in our own lives and raising kids or whatever, you know, and just getting through the day, we're operating like a CEO of a company, aren't we? We've got so many inputs, so many options, so many things to deal with. And I don't know about you, but it gets really complicated as well, life. And uh, I think it's sure about the system I follow. I'm a big advocate of this guy called David Allen, but his, his, his whole idea, and I, I think I found this is true, is whenever you, you have all of these inputs, all of these, um, you know, incoming letters you need to answer, somebody wants to inspect your building, taxes you've got to pay, things you've got to buy, things that are broken, people you need to see, all of those things. It's, it's a bit like everything that comes in. And the inside of you and your soul, you create this agreement that I need to do something about this. And until you actually bring some resolution to that thing, it's always like you've got like an open loop on the inside of you. This is a little thing going like need to buy cat food, need to sort this person out, need to pay the taxes, need to fix the pipe. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but the time you remember that you don't have any toilet paper is not when you're in the store. (laughs) 
But I'm just saying, like, our brains are like really good places for being creative and having ideas, but they're terrible places for storing ideas. Mm. And I think, uh, I know I live that way, but I think most of us were like, it's like we're walking around with about 300 or 3,000 things we're trying to remember. And some of them are like solve world peace and evangelize world for Jesus. And some of them are like buy dog food or, you know, do a little thing, do a big thing. And I think like a like a computer in the old days i used to have a window windows computer and then i got born again and um but i know i know especially back in the old days like i'd get some brand new computer it was awesome it was so fast and every little bit of software you added would always run in the background and it would be sapping about a third of a percent of your processing power and, and every program would go, I'm so important that Graham wants me to slightly stay awake just in case he ever needs me. And suddenly this thing would get slower and slower and crankier and crankier and you wouldn't know why. And I, I think our souls are often like that where we're constantly like, you know, brushing through all of those stuff. So I think we need a system for all of us of dealing with that. Um, again, I'm a big advocate of this guy. I don't really think it's this guy's system. What I like about it is I think he's actually, he's sort of really thought through just and recognize things that we all walk through. But um, this guy's system is basically get everything out of your head, like have, have an in-tray or a digital in-tray. Have a place you just put everything. That way you never try to remember anything and then have some times when you process it and deal with it or defer it or delegate it or that sort of thing. So do you guys have a system? <laughs> Tell me about your systems. Uh, I, f- I, f- I feel like I, I, I had one. And it didn't really <laughs> worked out because um, I couldn't I, I could never take the action to resolve the loops like you like you take like you talked about like I, I had all those ideas and and I mean it like I I went from high school to being here in the US and working here and and I've, like I am really my own CEO and I can to organize everything my my work here in the, with you in the church yeah. my, my own <laughs> studies and and I feel like I had all these all these like things to do and I never could take action to, to do them. I could think about them, but I could never think, take action. So I'm, I'm really thinking about like rebuilding a system that forced me to take action as soon as possible, like find the action I need to do to resolve the problem I have in my head and take the action as yeah. soon as possible. I thought this is something hard to do and, and I will try it. I will try and try and try again. But um, yeah, finding the next action, like what can you do right now to change this, change this. And and then if, if, if you go for a bigger scale in your own, your own life, like mm-hmm. where in your life uh, there is like uh, resistance or problem, like what, what wrong beliefs do you have and how can, what can you do right now to change them and, and, and improve in them and to, to, yeah, to have a better company, to be a better CEO and to, to become better. I think that's what I'm building right now, a better system to, to be a better CEO and for my company to work better. <laughs> I yeah, I think it's a really great, Ambition or goal or aim, isn't it? And yeah. it is. Um... And I, I, I thought I, I, we, we did a conference um, on Friday night with the youth on how to live a stressful life. And, and actually, I've, I, I talked about um, having goals, uh, having the right goals, having the right perspective, and then act yeah. as soon as possible. And I think actually it would be a good question. How do, you, how do you define the goals of your system? Like, how do you define the vision of your system? Like, what will your system achieve? 
Like, how do you define what your system needs to achieve in your life? Do you, do you yeah. understand the question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, again, I'm a big advocate. I'd advise everybody to read this book. It's a bit, sounds a bit cheesy, called Getting Things Done. It's, it's like a really massive thing in the tech world, but that's, that's the best thing I've ever seen on that. And there's like millions of people who follow that. But I'm sure there's other good things as well. So I'm not saying that's the only one. But um, I think this guy, he's a karate guy. Yeah, he, he talks about like a mind like water. And his point is like, it's like an old Chinese proverb apparently. But if you, if you drop a stone in a water, how does the water react? The answer is appropriately, like it never underreacts or overreacts. So in one way, I would say the goal for everything is that we react in a way, like, like in one way, that one of the worst things we can do is pay too much for something we don't have to. Like my point is if something we can, if I have a really simple thing to do, move ink to storage place, if I, if I spend 10 times the necessary time or stress thinking about that, or I If I think about it and then I procrastinate and then I think about it again, it's like I paid $10 for a $1 deal. So I think so often, like I would say relationally, there's a lot of conflict things we get into. And rather than immediately going like, hey, let's just, let's, let's talk about that and thrash that thing out and get it resolved. We procrastinate it and then we sit there worrying about it. We're carrying it around in our head and our heart and the other person is, and we go through all this. And then my point is by the time we eventually get it, we've, we've just spent so much... It's not psychic energy, but, you know, energy, soulish energy, time. We've wasted so much. So I would say a system should be about doing, helping us clarify what we want to do, what we don't want to do, and helping us respond appropriately so that we don't over-respond or under-respond. You know, we give it the time it needs. And, And frankly, there's no, like, spending five hours with kids is a good investment of time. I, I want to spend the minimum amount of time with taxes. But if I don't spend enough time with taxes, that actually I'll be there with Dylan and I'll be thinking about taxes. So like just trying to do what's appropriate. All right. I would say having a system at times so that we can look at things, you know, and go, actually, I'm spending time in this. and I don't need to. I'll just throw it out of my life. I don't need this thing in my life or I'll, I'll give it to somebody else. I mean, in a sense, and sorry, Joel, this is, bad for you but when we're young we spend time to get money when we're older if we're wise we spend money to get time like i'm simply saying the younger you are the more usually the less money you have and the more time in front of you you have the older you get usually the more money you have but the less time you have and that's okay isn't it the seasons of life and we need to react to them but actually knowing um what to invest in sometimes at a season is like that is the right thing you see what i'm saying like that's there's actually a wisdom in in at times paying somebody else to do something realizing money is not as important to me as the time i can get with this or at time but there's some season of life to say no i'm going to learn how to change the oil in my car i don't know whatever that might be and and create a skill set to do something so um I might talk about this one for hours, but I, I'd actually say this is a kind of a new thought to me. I got it from that guy, Carrie Newhoff, and it's actually really true that time isn't always equal, is it? I had to learn that, that the, the time, my time at the beginning of a day doesn't equal my time at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I used to look at time like, a, like $10, a dollar's a dollar, a dollar, and an hour is an hour and an hour, but it's not. 
Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can fast incredibly easily till one or two o'clock. I fast every day pretty much the odd day. But it's harder for me to eat well from 10 till 11 at night than it is to fast from 6 a.m. till midday. And it's easy for me to sit down and answer 20 emails and plow through things and organize myself and get through there than it is by mid-afternoon, I want coffee and I want a nap. And I, I'm, that's, you know what I'm saying? Actually recognizing when we have energy and when we have time <clears throat> and actually like choosing to do the things we do well at a certain time um, and not at another time. That's good, yeah. Like, I'll constantly on a Sunday, people come out, oh, great, a bit of this, and I'm like, I don't have time to give you. Right, put it on the list, and then Tuesday, let's wait all the time we need. Like, you saw me meeting with somebody today, we'll just sit through and work through the thing. But if you, if they grab me for two minutes when I'm trying to walk out the door on Sunday, I'm not valuing them. I'm going to be rushed, and they're going to think I'm being rude, and we're not going to find an answer. And, and it's probably not that important. So, yeah. you know, I think actually knowing when we do things is really good. Um, again, I, I actually think having a system outside your head is really powerful. I would say having one system, because once you have two or three, you, you stop looking at them, they become like drawers, you just push things in. Um, I think going through those regularly, like at least once a week and turning them into do, to-dos. Like in one way, if you look at the meeting today, we talked and we, oh, we wander or whatever. I, I always try and end those things by what's the to-do list and who, who owns the to-do, who's doing what. Like you're doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And otherwise we sort of have a meeting and we go away and we, we feel relieved in the moment because we talk things through. And then we're like, what was the good of that? You know, how does that actually translate in? How does the world look different because of that? Um, what else you guys think of about... What's your system, Linda? <laughs> Steve. Um, yeah, no. no. I, I think that um, I don't want to waste my time, so I'm mm-hmm. actually very selective with my time. And what I can, my example would be is I actually don't watch a lot of TV. I allow myself a half an hour to to look at world events. I am very selective. I bookend my beginning and end. I, I try with scripture. I mean, there are days when it's, if we're busy with something else, but I'm very selective of not wanting to waste time because time is yeah. of essence. So I intentionally, you know, decide whether I want to. But then at the same time, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'll make my bed every morning. And the reason I make my bed as a it's routine... Jordan Peterson. No, no, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. But I, but it's because it's a, it's a discipline, and I believe that there's a, yeah. there is a place of order. So for me, it's I'll make my bed even if I don't want to make my bed. I'll make my bed. It's a discipline. It's kind of starting my, my day with discipline that I choose to make it, and then I come back to a nice bed afterward that's made. So, uh, it's, it's just to set the tone of what that yeah. is. So. It's good. Yeah, and I'm prioritizing is really important. So, for instance, my daughter calls me at six thirty or seven. I want to watch the news, so there's a little bit of conflict of time, but she's important to me. And so, I will speak to my daughters. My daughters call every day, and it's because they're important to me, and I'm important to them. So, 
we make that time. Her son calls once a year. And yeah, once a year. Something. There you go. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Put yeah, it on your to-do you list. <laughs> make a note, Craig. It's quality of time yeah. and quantity, but, but, but that making that... Can I just come on the make of the bed thing? So. Yeah. Do you fold the sheet? No. <laughs> no, serious, Krishna. I think something like this guy mentioned, I'm not good at doing this, but it's really powerful. This guy, this guy in that book has a, what he calls a two-minute rule. I think what he's saying is like when anything, you see anything, if you can do it in two minutes, do it. Because sometimes mm-hmm. the very fact of, like if I, if I get a piece of paper and this requires like a really, let's just say like a one-minute answer, by the time I file it and do that, I've just added layers of Correct. unnecessary. Like I'm putting the making the bed thing. If you don't make your bed when you get up, especially like if you, you end up seeing it and feeling bad about yourself a few times, yeah. you've just, and it's so easy to do as well, yeah. isn't it? So some things are so easy. We should train ourselves to yeah. not, you know, it's sort of like leaving your car and tidying the coffee cup or whatever because you right. just stop doing Happy. that. At what point... Do you do those things? And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, just those little habits. I think that, have you ever read that book, Atomic Habits? Yeah, it's a great it. book. It's yeah. a really good book to read. And yeah. I think that's a real help to me. That I mean, his idea of most changes come through tiny little mm-hmm. incremental <clears throat> habits. Yeah. Yeah. I have a thing, a trick I sometimes play on myself where, you know, if you ever feel, you just feel like, <laughs> like so many things to do. And I'm just, you know, emotionally, you don't even... You don't have the bandwidth. I will, I will trick myself. I will lie to myself and say, I'm going to get it. If, if, sometimes I'm in my office, like on a Monday. And to be honest, it's still in recovery from when I left on Sunday stuff everywhere and empty my bag and all this. And I like, I'll just get up and I'm going to do three things really quickly. Then I'm going to sit back in my chair. And, but by the time I do those three things, I actually want to do another. Or I can't feel yeah. better about myself right. Right. as well. And then I'll do another three things. And I'm, you know, even like you can't tidy a room. You can only tidy one thing at a time anyway, can't you? But every little thing you do, suddenly the mountain gets a lot smaller Mm -hmm. in the thing. And I I think sometimes we've got to mentally trick ourselves. I I still feel there's a danger in that because I remember, like, I think it was was yesterday. I I, I wanted to work on something important for my my studies and big, something big. And actually, Mm -hmm. I found myself exactly doing those two minutes things when I shouldn't. Do them like like I, I saw my bed, so I I I, uh, I stand I stand and I yeah. to, and then I I went to water the plant. Then I didn't I went to to like to to, to like to um yeah. to to yeah. clean my bathroom and, and I did all those like little thing that you can do two minutes when I should have been doing the big thing. So I think it's there's a it, balance another in, great book, yeah. really like classic book mm. to read. Uh, the War of Art. The War, of, yeah, mm. not the Art of War. That's Sun Tzu. No, that's good. Thing. But the, the really great book, uh, Pressfield, the guy's called. It's, it's one of those like top 10 books to read in life. The, mm. the War of Art. He's a writer and his whole premise, I mean, I can tell you in two minutes, is it's what he calls resistance. He's basically, he's actually really talking to writers who want to write, but the same principle of writing. And he just says, every time I sit down to write, yeah. part of me, oh, I've got to water the plant and I want to do this. And w- the, the, the thing that's really important to us, we find resistance on the inside of yeah. it which is the that's why we procrastinate why we do those things and we've got to learn the war is not writing the war is overcoming that yeah. resistance thing um so true. and that's i mean he's, he's like really good at teaching mm. how to, he did an interview with joe rogan actually two three weeks ago i haven't even watched it but i know he's a really oh, great guy yeah. to listen to but, yeah. but that resistance thing is it's hard yeah but it's all mental as well yeah. it's not 
and, and to, to come back to the time wasting and resist, the resistance, I feel for young people, if if you can learn to manage this, it's like so powerful. Because we were talking about TikTok like yeah. an hour ago, mm-hmm. and there's a stat like people spend yeah, eight yeah, hours yeah. a day yeah, right. on it's TikTok. Like, today, yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you actually there's something on Instagram when you scroll. Uh, they actually the, the app uh, hide the time, hide the uh, right. yeah. phone time, and so you don't see. Anyway, uh, I feel like yeah. if you're young and you learn the, how to manage resistance, how to overcome resistance, and how to prioritize the right things and manage your time, it's so powerful because uh, with social media, the whole like this world is you have so much information, so much input, so much things, so much image, like YouTube videos. It's not going to get so easier. Much how do, yeah, exactly. It's getting bigger and bigger. How, uh, as, as, a, as like a, a 18 year old boy, do you manage to... I, I think though, like, like hacks, you know, like the, you know, like computer talks about a hacker. Yeah. How to hack something. But learning how to hack your life and hack yeah. your psyche like i think the challenge is all of us there's a part of all of us that really it's like we love god and we want to make our bed and do all the right things and there's another part of us that it's sort of like we're old. slobs a little bit yeah you know yeah. we're just like yeah. want to eat cheetos and watch yeah. netflix and do that and maybe you know i'm sure linda mm. never but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a part of us that's that's and those things are in conflict in a way and but i i think the hack thing like realizing that like realizing at at night if you want to take something important with you to work like people talk about putting it outside the door so that the dumb part of you in the morning when you rush will do like i i had to learn this every morning now i get up and i put my exercise gear on yeah because i hardly ever get oh i'm gonna go to the gym but by the time i'm sitting there in my shorts and my workout gear having my coffee on my computer i sort of feel a lot more like doing it and i'm just like it's like the dumb part of me is trying to help the clever part of me do that or it's all mental to to commit i mean the other days you just commit and you say i'm i'm doing it but my question at that point would be um so yeah i I asked you about the um, the system goals the system vision and you you say like react absolutely and stuff but i i I listened to a podcast and a guy, a guy was saying the, the, the plea right now in the, the younger generation is that there is a lack of, of meaning. There is like a, mm-hmm. a whole, like it's, the life is, life is like meaning, meaningless. And I feel like how do you, because to, to, you act your life to do something. You, you, act, your sis, you, you act your emotions to do yeah. something, to achieve something. How do you define, like how do you define what you need to achieve, where, where you're going, how, you see what I mean? Because you can you can ask yourself <coughs> yeah. as as much as you want if you if there is nothing to do if you don't have a meaning to what you're doing, yeah. you, you 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 will just control yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Again, I think like in that system, that guy talks about like you know runway ten thousand, you know just like levels of thing. I think in one way, I mean, I would say in one sense. I mean, here's the point though: any system is not system sort of like amoral not immoral but it has no morality does it it's like without morale like a system will help you run a church or a brothel i don't know you know whatever will help you bring world peace or invade ukraine i don't, I don't know i'm just saying this, this system is can't give you purpose vision and morality yeah. i think it help you clarify it though i think i think one of the dangers is when we spend our life trying to play catch up with email or get off tiktok or buy dog food or make our bed sometimes we can spend our whole life doing those things and we don't ever do the thing that 
this one thing I do, the, the purpose of why God put us on the earth. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a part of me in church where it really is like a piece of string. I could spend every day sort of answering phone calls and, yeah. you know, taxes and the town and all this. And like, I'm like, I hate this. Like, why? This is not the call of God. When I'm preaching, I'm like, God put me on the earth to do this. Now, I, I need to have enough of this stuff, though, to yeah. pay the light bill mm-hmm. and keep the thing together and work through those things. So, But that that's sort of like the necessary evil. That's like saying marriage isn't like cleaning a floor or a bathroom or, whatever, or making a bed. But then if you don't do those things, you're not going to have a good marriage. So, yeah. But I, I think having a system which helps you evaluate priorities and thinks like frankly in eternity you know what will we be glad we did mm-hmm. yeah like like if, if if we were to say hey i'm gonna like it's like linda saying i'm gonna read my bible pretty much every day you know when we were talking about a precious person who may be nearing the end of their life soon linda and I were talking, that person won't look back and wish they'd looked at more tiktok videos mm-hmm. but they'll be glad they read the bible and in eternity they will or if we were to say we'll go out once a week and witness we're going to be glad we did those things and not glad so i i think the more we can look at the long-term things again the who we want to be mm-hmm. and sort of then relate the smaller things to do they do they play into the you know the long-term picture or are they actually distracting from the long-term picture are they building something are they are they being part of who i want to be as i walk through life or are they changing who i want to be in a way that's not like again just sitting there watching mindless trash is I mean, it's not necessarily wrong is it it's not mm. it's but it's like cotton candy it's not who you you know it's not helping your soul learn and grow and be a flourishing person so so, so the, the, the system the system is not defined by the system is not defined by the goal you see, I, I would say we need a system that's that's wide enough that we can, you know, buy cat food and yeah, like answer our emails and, and not have ten thousand unanswered emails and feel. It's not wrong with having ten thousand. If that's your dumping spot for emails, like great. I I try. I'm just giving an example. I try and bring my email box to zero every day. Yeah, I want to delete the the stuff. I want to answer things. I want to defer things to others and they can deal with them. Or sometimes I've got a come back to this a week later when I found out another piece of information or whatever. But I want to bring that inbox at least to zero. So, and I can close it and feel good about myself yeah. when I close it. But if all the time I'm thinking amidst those 200 things, there's probably something really priceless. But how do I separate the spam from the opportunity or the really, you know, the letter from somebody I love? Yeah. or whatever? That's, that's about it. I would say having a system that helps us deal with things, but then also gives us the perspective to clarify what's important Where and what isn't yeah and to or what might be important in the future and you know yeah i'd also say at a practical level we need a system again the guy covers that it's a really great book but i'd like the kind of reference system so often there's things that we need to be like we were talking about passwords earlier for a computer so we, we all kind of need a system where there's Letter comes in. Is this junk mail? Is it a thing I need to answer? Mm-hmm. Is it something I need to give to you to answer? Is it something I've got to like put in a tickle of father later? Like in one month's time, this will be really important. I can't do it now. Is it something I just need to file 
that needs to be there, like your immigration paper, as it were, that I obviously didn't find. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of like no use, but this could be useful in some days and sort of even mentally or spiritually. I, mean, I think there are words God speaks to us that's in our word and to give it to somebody else tomorrow is useless. It's like yesterday's bread, but there are things we want to be learning and walking with. So, I don't know. I, I would, the value thing, I would say having a system where we occasionally look at it and see what do I want to do and be long term? And is it yeah. building to how do we relate what towards that? What, is going, yeah. what can I get rid of? Yeah. Like, I think that's how big we have so much stuff or incoming that like there's no, I don't know when people give me books, I usually say no these days. Like I'm, I'm not going to read it. Yeah. Unless, uh, you know, I don't want to be rude, but is the, are they going to ask for it back and tell me, ask me what I thought of it? And I'd actually rather say like, there's other books I want to read and yeah, um, you could maybe want to tell me really why I should read this, but, um, Mm-hmm. That's good. But I, you know, I, I fail at that, as I'm sure everybody sees. Like, I really, it's hard to be. I think it's like constant, isn't it? You've really, you can't relax. I'm just saying, you can't relax, but you need to be. You gotta stay on top of this stuff, otherwise, it just yeah gets out of hand. Yeah. Um. I feel like I, everybody needs to define because. So Can I ask Linda a question with this? So you, you and Steve moved house two years ago, three years ago now? Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of, yeah. So anyway, you went from a larger house, it's fair to say, to yes. a smaller house, it's fair to say? Yes. You, you went through the downsizing thing. That's where I'm going. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. Mm-hmm. But was that... Emotionally tense? What are you, what but are you I mean, going? Yeah, okay, but just oh, unpack that. So there's probably like emotional, like kid things or things mm-hmm. that you like, what, like this has got an emotional tie, but do I really need this? And there's probably that. It's probably quite freeing, is it, to get rid of totally a lot of stuff and yeah. feel your. Although your other days when I miss having a big home, for yeah. the ability to do community because that's really a big part of who I am. I would love to be able to. Host but I, I just mean the sort of like the downsizing of stuff. Yeah. Like anyway, I'm, here's the point: you moved to America two, two months ago, ago, three months ago. Your you book. started acquiring stuff. Yeah, and you will. Yeah. And, <laughs> I remember the room the day you moved in. There's more stuff. Some of it's my stuff, but you know, yeah, you, yeah. The first, like, you can actually, and that's good. We tend to not see the bad yeah. side in that. But after a while, like, this, does the stuff serve us, or do we serve point. it? Mm-hmm. After a while, yeah. There's that kind of principle, isn't there? And I, and then there's not just tangible stuff. There's I mean, I think even part of the danger of computers and data and phones or whatever is you can talk about having like a drawer, you just throw all your junk in. You could endlessly store stuff on a computer, yeah. but then just have years of files and things of like, yeah. is it important? Well, it might be ish. And it's actually the intangible stuff that's more important than the tangible. Yeah, immaterial than that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. It's all the character. I mean, all of this actually leading, self leading, it really is the character who do you want to be and how and I mean yeah, it comes I, down to it simplicity I, of life is actually I mean I could have a lot of stuff but they actually had no meaning to it. I mean I, I it was to be used for something but it wasn't necessary that I had I mean fallen in love yeah, with tangible yeah. things it's the intangible yeah. I, I think that we need like I acknowledge and I'm usually really busy and don't always want to be 
but having a system even for friendships and relationships, mm-hmm. like I kind of feel like I need a spreadsheet for people. And it's not like the projects or whatever, but if you want to, mm-hmm. at times we can have things that we know, like, hey, that person's really valuable to me. Mm-hmm. But then if you never, so when do you see them? When do you spend time with them? And when do you reach mm-hmm. out to them? And yeah. that, without the system at times, especially if you start multiplying things out, they, like, I, I try and do that now when I take a trip and I, I have a to-do list. I have a little project that I haven't done. I've tried to collect every, the people we met in Ireland. I mean, some of them, you know, I know, like, I've written to Billy, but um, I'm blanking on the name now. Is it, you know, some of the people who came and stayed with us. Catherine. Catherine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with Helen and Wendy and some of those, Matthew. you know, people actually to write and thank them and, you yeah. know, just do those things I mean I think some people do that really well or that's the main thing they do but um to you know okay I went and spoke in a church and there was another pastor another church invited me and then the the church I think Michelle's going to her pastor is above the thing and there's like a little circle of people that that's great but it's quite easy for me to forget all about that and then next May June when I go there again and be like hey guys and yeah and at times that usually works but it Mm -hmm. It's actually better to keep those flow of yeah. communications going, yeah? yeah. That's what that's what I, I feel like you need. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but 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 see a see a galaxy where there is multiple planets. You need the the, the bigger, the wider system, the wider like the wider mm-hmm. system, uh, and then the little system for friendships, for work, for and I feel like and I feel like um, it's really I'm I'm usually asking myself the question: uh, Is my system does my my bigger system works if I'm here in ministry with working? working in ministry and studying the Bible here in the U.S., or if I'm, like, working in a factory in France, what what does my big system do to my life? And then in this big system, in this big, like, system of value, system of, like, uh, action, for, and then in this system, I put the little system for, for work, for friendship, for... But I think it's 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 nice to 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 have different layers to our life system and to have a, yeah. a big bigger one that works for every situation <laughs> for us for our character for life and then little ones for mm. an house uh, friends. Uh, I I think it's really worth having a thinking through a system for everything. And I, I think the challenge can be this sometimes in seasons in your life like. Like on the whole, when you're younger, you don't have to think that much about being healthy. I mean, like I know you're a sports person, you want to be healthy, but it's not. It's actually very easy at your age to not put weight on and be healthy or whatever. And that's the older you get, the more you that becomes like something you got to schedule and think through and work. And not, it's not the opposite is the natural thing. <clears throat> and um, I think just yeah, having systems for all those yeah i actually disagree a little bit with that because i think if i mean like for instance if science right now knows well no science right now knows that say a vegetarian diet or it's not eating high Mm. cholesterol foods all this thing you know it joelle at the age of where you're at and you know it graham the question is do you allow that knowledge to actually change your habits in your eating style and so you get the benefit by knowing that on a uh, um, Mediterranean diet, I'm using that as an ex- just an example, and you benefit from that drip, drip, drip by eating that now at the age of 18. And Graham will benefit it as a, can I use the word middle-aged? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, but he will benefit it, but it's a different benefit. 
because you have the knowledge. Yeah, of but that, yeah, I mean that, that's Am true. But that's only yeah. Okay, that, that's you... the yin. But what about the yang? The problem is, it's like with social media. Oh. There's more. Let's say you're 18 <clears throat> now. There's more choice. Okay, there's more choices, more travel, more disposable income. But there's more junk food. There's more other stuff as well. There's more options. There's more. There's more bad stuff available. That so okay. you get you get both. Knowledge changes and develops over time, and things get easier. But I'm saying at the same time, there are still other bad uh, options and other things that sometimes more. Yeah, no, but I was only making the point like literally, let's say your metabolism or something right. like that oh. does change over time. Yeah, there's, there's a natural you, yeah. thing. Yeah. There's a season gotcha. where you need to, and, and I feel like this isn't what, yeah. where you can have the, the freedom to um, not focus on something specially, and you can like focus on, some, on another system. And there was a season when you grew, you grew yeah. up and you, I don't have family, so I don't, I don't need to focus on my, my child right now. So right. I, can, mm. I can put my attention on another system Correct. or another thing, my friend. But when but, you grew up, yeah. there is those systems that comes into and your change. life and you need to accept them and, and, and build them. And, and know but I think, I think the opposite things are often true. Let's say like financially, somebody who's been saving and investing usually ends up in a middle-aged place where there's, you know, not always, mm. but you're in more of a comfortable place or more of a wisdom place or yeah. even more of a... I suppose Leah was saying that to me the other day, kind of a, let's say, I would say that older you get, you either get really cranky or life and relationships have forced you to deal with some things in yourself and you've actually grown up a little bit and are not mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm not, you're not, blah, 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 but thinking the world owes you anything or so mm-hmm. petulant or prima donna, you know, so like your character's often mm-hmm. been ironed out by some things or... Or like in in a career wise place, often the older you get, the more you're in a. It's sort of unfair in a way when you're younger, but you're not. You've got more connections, more you know, things are so much easier than when you're starting off in something. But that's again, that's part of life, isn't it? But I having a system is good. Um, I I actually think baking in junk food and TikTok or whatever your thing is as well is not a. I don't think God wants us to run on willpower only. So my, I think sometimes actually setting the the goal of saying, hey, I'll work for a little bit and then I've got some time to goof around <laughs> or yeah. mentally speaking or whatever yeah. and not feeling you've got to constantly be like, um, you know, this A1 That's interesting, but that, I think that this requires more willpower than only living on willpower. Because if, 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 you, if you let yourself do both then it's easier to fall into the junk and to so so you it, it requires ima, ima, imagine you, you have a, 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 a car a car going and you stop it going mm-hmm. stop it going stop it it's, it's, it's i mean i, it's, I see what you're I mean? saying yeah getting back into i'm gonna work for one hour then i'm gonna do whatever for 30 minutes getting back into working is gonna be way harder than if i'm just working I, for two hours i think straight. it can be i mean i think the point i'm making more is that willpower is not I mean, the bottom line is we've got to, it's actually, like like the Bible says for us, and for your pleasure they were created. The bottom line is you rather you can't stop yourself doing something bad purely by willpower. You can stop yourself, but your will, you kind of run out of willpower really quickly. And willpower to me is like the engine in a car. If you had a stick shift, you put it in gear and you turn the engine, turn the motor, the starter motor electrically, it will move the car forward but it will die quite quickly. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the 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 mo- the electric motors there to start the engine, and then the engine takes you somewhere. My point is, I, I think our willpower should make the right choices, but then our heart and our passion yeah. should yeah. actually propel yeah. us for years in that thing. And I, I just think that if we are sometimes when we try and run, like I'll just say the food thing. I I tried to like. I I have to find things I like eating and like doing, but good things I like eating. Yeah, but I've actually got to replace one bad temptation with something that I kind of like and find fun. If I'm just purely on willpower, I hate this. It's good for me, but I hate it. Like like that way, I don't ever like, I want to exercise today, but you've got to, when you're doing it, actually, yeah, it kind of feels good. And, you know, and I, I think it's, yeah, and there's like pleasures we, to life. Yeah, but we've got like we've got to find the pleasure in reading the Bible, not the simply the choice thing. And um, yeah, that's good. And in a way, over time, we can change our pleasure receptors or our thing of like this is where we yeah this is actually what we enjoy doing and we don't we don't want to smoke the cigarette or whatever the other thing was that yeah. we used to want to do. So I think we can change those over time. Um, what do you think? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think the. Uh, I would also say there's a uh, who's the guy, Gilbert cartoonist guy. Have you ever heard of him? Adams. He's really good, but uh, he wrote a couple of good books. I don't get it. It's really funny, but there's there's a guy. Have you ever heard of cartoon Dilbert? Mm-hmm. It's like a really famous syndicated yes. cartoon. One of the biggest cartoons in America. And the guy was, I mean, he still is a really famous cartoonist, but he um, he wrote a bunch of books. Really interesting guy. He used to be a hypnotist for years. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, this, he's not a Christian. But um, it's really funny, actually. When, when Trump... <laughs> getting politics. Hi, guys. <laughs> when Trump decided he's running for... This guy came out and said, Trump will win the elections. I am 100% certain. This is like 18 months out. This guy's like California liberal and he's like, people are like, you're crazy. And he's no, he's like, there's something going on with Trump and hardly anybody sees it. And he, he said, he said, it's not, it's not sure Trump even knows what he's doing, but he said, Trump is functioning like a hypnotist. Mm. And he's like, I'm absolutely certain that Trump will win the elections, and of course he did in that, those elections, just because of what um, he basically said. Trump is using these hypnosis techniques. Um, I mean, in the I something to rabbit trails now. <laughs> if you actually think Elon Musk is doing the same thing, though, I mean, his whole point is that some people have realised that um, being the news is more important than. What the news is. <laughs> like even even being the news for a bad thing is sort of more important in some games. Like if you look about about every seventy two hours, Elon Musk will do something that puts him like bang up in the mm. thing. Like Trump's yeah. like that, and it's mm. sometimes crazy things or whatever. But um, how on earth did I get onto this one? Here's the point. This guy, in one of his books, a really good book. Um, he actually says like goals are goals are not that great. Systems are better. That's really interesting. And yeah, and in a way, he's saying rather than having a goal which you hit or you don't hit, and at times, just our goals change over time anyway. And the, the sort of like, like the like, I don't. What's my goal for this church? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could say like, let's hit this many people of this, but that's actually. Yeah. No, I, I, actually, I want a system that says I want a bunch of people. Want to really want to worship like this? We really want some freedom here. Yeah, but, I want to be teaching and. But I'm just I'm finishing the point. But my point is the. 
to me, the goal is doing certain things every week. And it's more the system that can enable me to do that. I think that will get me to the goal, but then to other goals. But the goals can change over time and the, I will tweak the systems. Mm. A bit like the tactics and strategy conversation. Sorry, go ahead. Right. No, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's really interesting because, like, I, because you create a system, like, a system is meaningless, there's, there's the goal, mm-hmm. so it's, 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 you actually, you actually answer, answer me at the end, but. But you're right, I'm not saying there aren't goals in there, but I'm saying the goal isn't the, the goals are never the end in themselves, aren't they? I mean, the goals aren't, like, in one way, like, like, say you were talking about your kids, are you? Oh, your daughters. I mean, what's the, what's, what's the goal? goal of? I mean, the goal is to flourish in a relationship with your kids through the different stages of life. Or the goal is, I mean, your goal is not to get married, you know, or get get married or have kids and then <clears throat> raise kids, get rid of kids, retire, and you know, this sort of like to deal with. <laughs> it could be good. <laughs> deal with life well, whatever season you're in. And uh, I just, uh, my point is some of those, I think there's some wisdom in that thing of systems versus static goals, let's call them that kind of. Okay. And I think there will be certainly goals along, there'll be kind of milestone goals along the journey, mm. but they're not actually the destination. Mm, and it's actually sad when somebody, I mean, I think we see that a lot in like, you know, Marilyn Monroe kind of people, like sort of people who reach the pinnacle of what they thought was stardom and like and then commit suicide okay what's the point what's life about and it's not a um but in one way if you think about like a lot of the stuff people going through today i finish this thought but the like in, in one sense there's a uh like everybody's trying to be famous and a youtube thing or write a book or whatever and like if you think about it i think it's a really great thing but what's the how many books have you got to sell for it to be of value that you wrote a book I mean, I actually think people should publish the book and somebody, but if if two people read it or 20 or 200 or 2,000, 20,000, 200,000, 2 million, what's, there's, there's a lot of value in like somebody setting down their life and their precious thoughts and whatever and crystallizing that in a book and working on it and doing something that maybe their great grandkids will read in some sense, but there's no, you know, I'm just saying having the metric around it, that thing there. Like, I, I genuinely would rather be in a church where, like, on Sunday, I left here Sunday going, like, still a million things wrong with this church, but I actually really enjoyed being, I would go to this church. Yeah. Like, I would come a long way to go to this church. I would really enjoy being there, and that's sort of what I, you know, I saw kids, I mean, when we were on the stage, weren't we? I saw kids dancing and a guy crying watching kids dance, and I'm sort of like, that's that's like that's yeah. the why isn't it you know what i mean or the you know and i know there's a bunch of failures in the midst of there so not having those having more amorphous goals but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost my job i know that was my point <laughs> that was my goal my system is just yeah. keep talking but to you me. use the system right to, 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 to have your goal which is the last to last week but but i I see the Marilyn Monroe story. I feel like the problem is you can have a good system and live a life on a good system, but if in the end the goal is not the right goal, you're going to commit suicide. She, she maybe had a good system that works great and she became famous, and but the goal again wasn't right, so she so she yeah. killed herself. Yeah. So if you don't have the oh. good, valid yeah. goals, no, the system... Because a good system, like, like you said, a good system could 
uh, make work a church and make work a, I don't know. A... Yeah, yeah, you can manage a worthless vision. You know, a nothing, nothing burger store, and have it well system, exactly. well managed. So and, there is, yeah. so there, there is an importance in the vision and the goal. Which yeah, we can't. And I, I think the challenge is more around it's sort of what we mean about goal in terms of is it some metric we need to attain? Is it how many followers you have on Twitter? How many people you have in your church? How many people bought your book? Yeah, and there is an identity piece behind. Versus, you're not defined, you're not defined by, you're not defined by the goal. Yeah. You're defined by if you achieve the goal, but that's where, isn't like. A good goal shouldn't be something metric, some, something that defines you. A good, a good goal shouldn't be sell that many books. So a, uh, a good system for a good goal shouldn't be I'm going to have this system to become famous and da 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 Which, <laughs> see what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's where we need, like... The, and, and that's my big question right now. How do I define valid goals that are the right ones, that won't, that won't put me in a position where I'm defined by how many... People in my church, I mean, he... but I, I would say that starts with if, in a sense, the goal is who God wants you to be yeah, as you walk true. through life. Yeah. Like, who are you? Right. What are your values? Yeah. What are your gifts? What are you, are you? Are you being the person God wants you to be? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that's in a way the bigger, I mean, the, the higher goal. I mean, obviously, in terms of relationship with Him, firstly, but then with others, that's the primary thing. I think then there are. You know, more, it's like, again, the strategy and the tactics thing. There are more, like, expressions of that in a given in a given season in our life. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you're here now, part of a team at this church. I, you know, maybe that's, you're going to be here in 50 years. Maybe that's, you know, you won't be here in five years. I mean, that's sort of like, you don't know about that. But if that's the right context for you to be in right now, yeah. this can change. You may be in France in 10 years or whatever, but who but there are is you? This war- there is this bigger... Yeah. Yeah, but if if you being here plays into who you are and the development of you and the long term Joel at the end of your life or in eternity or whatever, then that's fine. If it's more just a temporary gig, and I feel like people forgot, people forget that, and I feel like that's why you 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 talk about inheritance and growth. I feel that's why that that was so powerful because people tend to forget that there is. There must, there must, there must be, there must be a, a wider, bigger purpose to define, like you know the why to define the how. You, yeah. There, there must be, and that's where inheritance is powerful. What do you want to, um, what? Do you, well, yeah. What do you want to give? What do you want people to, um, to say about you when you when you're gonna die? Yeah. And what? And there's something powerful. Yeah. There. And I feel like young, the young, the younger generation like this. The young the generation. Oh, yeah, this. the older generation. Like older you, I do, don't. Yeah. Does yeah. it see the meaning, the the why, the the bigger the bigger scale, the bigger the bigger I, purpose? I think what I'd say is hard though is if you're. I mean, put it this way: if you are in Ukraine and you're being bombed right now, you're not thinking about yeah purpose on planet Earth. You're thinking about survive. getting through the day, or survive. if you can't feed your kids, like the Martian yesterday, yeah, he built a system to survive and to not, yeah, not die. That, that's a that's a great that, example. Do you remember the line at the end? He sort of said, exactly, "You just keep solving. Pro- if you solve enough problems, you get to go home." Yeah, but but the goal was surviving, yeah, in life, and you you, you solve the problem to survive. So why do I solve my problem? Like why I'm going to wake up in the morning to solve this problem? Why like yeah, and that's. And that's, yeah. that's and, 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 and that's where but I, I think at times we get I was, my point is we get so bogged down with the answer in the email, changing the light bulb, doing those things that we 
I think it's quite easy to forget and not have that sort of connection with the long-term who are we as we walk through life thing. Or then, I think, again, quite often in somebody is, I mean, in a way, it becomes weird and counterintuitive, but let's say somebody's making videos or writing a book or whatever that might be, a podcast, and it's getting so wrapped up in the how many people listen to this or whatever that it's not, or or that they spend their time on the thing saying like subscribe to this and do this. It's not not wrong to have a little bit of that, but the goal is to get subscribers. If your goal is to be somebody who's got something to say, you'll end up with subscribers. That's the fruit, not the the root, isn't it? Us, as Christian, we have something way powerful is that we don't live, we, we live for a bigger purpose, we live for a bigger goal, we don't live for ourselves. And that's where mm-hmm. we don't do this podcast to have more followers, we, we do this podcast to bless people, to love them, to. Yeah. And, and I think that's if, 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 we, if we can remember every morning to, to wake up in this purpose, in this mm-hmm. why, I think uh, it will be easier to define the how and to, and to, to, to build the systems mm-hmm. that will make us Agreed, achieve, yeah. achieve this. Yeah, I, I think again, I think Satan has a strategy to get us locked into, yeah. though, you know, well, frankly, horrible thing, the war or the can't feed your kids stage or, or the TikTok scroller or the, you know, the, yeah, the functional the bad perspective, the bad, like, the blind Yeah, you know, like what shiny thing can I buy on Amazon? Yeah. So just, just like really basic level things that we don't think longer term. Like you said, the dopamine hit was sort of living from one sugar high to another in terms of... But, but that's, that's what I'm asking myself. What systems work if I'm in Ukraine, if I am having problem feeding my child, if I am here in the US working for the church? If What systems are the good ones, the value ones that, that, that you can apply for for everybody? What like Is there a system that you can apply to everybody? You see, you see, you see the Jordan B. Peterson... The, the, the 12 rules rule for life he, he did a debate with a, a communist and the guy the guy said go, go say those 12 rules to a guy in Syria that is fighting against the, the, the Taliban like it doesn't work in a certain situation the, it's system so how do you get wider and find those systems that work no matter what you're doing do you I, don't, I don't think again I'd still say there's a category error thing here like an apple and orange thing where the system doesn't I think to me the goal of the system is to clarify things. Is to it's like I come and I have a big jumble of thing on my desk and I go write letters to answer over here, trash can there, you know, bills to pay there, material to read there, referencing to store, and I'm sort of doing that. That doesn't. My goal is to serve Jesus and glorify Him. My sort of minor goal is to hopefully run this church well. Yeah, but so part of that. Find the goals. But then, yeah. what is the value goal that you can apply? But, but I, think, I think we, we as we walk with God, have got to sort of be defining and asking ourselves and discovering, yeah. uh, you know, what who we are in heaven, who we're supposed to be on the earth, what our inheritance is, what those yeah. things, and then, and if those your beliefs um, make you able to live a good life, no matter your situation, no matter what you do, no matter, you what I mean. Like it's 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 I'm 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 really I'm really struggling to find the beliefs the belief system that will be that will make me able to live. I'm not. The life I feel I'm not understanding yeah. something here. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but why? What is a? But he's talking about a belief system. There's a belief system as in believing God and Jesus as His Son and Savior and that sort of thing. You're not talking about that, are you? No, no, no. But you're talking about belief system in terms of. 
Like again, <laughs> like again, you talk about Jordan Peterson. I like Jordan Peterson. I was watching him yesterday, but I, to be honest, I think like his book is actually an ad hoc, random twelve yeah. principles that are good. I think that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, I don't think that's. I actually would. To me, a system actually means more like a, frankly, like a, I want to say a closed room, but a, a complete thing that will deal with something. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if we were to say like there's music and A, B, C, D, F, G and then the half tones and the notes or whatever, there's sort of like you could call that like every single song that ever has, will or will ever be written fits in with that framework. And I, so when I'm using the word system, I'm talking about having a way of yeah, yeah, yeah. buying dog food and toilet paper, paying a tax bill and planting churches and organizing life for kids or grandkids and houses in different countries and mission change, you know, just one like, one thing that enables me, maybe even like on a file on my computer, like I've shown you, of saying these are the the videos I've got to make today and the people I've got to meet and the, the both the big long-term things and the smaller things. And then to, back to that original thought, give them the appropriate place in my day that they need and hopefully not do the right things like Linda's saying, get out of bed, make bed, open Bible, kind of do the things that, or like go to gym, that over time put us in a really healthy place. Yeah. And to manage, I mean, in a way we've all, back to that original thought, like we're the factory worker and the thing, we've got to be our own manager and our own worker, but and our own worker, haven't we? So part of me has got to be like the office manager. Right, guys, we're going to have a meeting here. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. And then I'm also the the grunt worker who's got to go and do it. But yeah. a part of me is, and I, I would actually say that's why it's good with the time division. There's sometimes where it really, I would say we've got the grace or the energy to think things through and think and analyze and take good decisions. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's a dumb part of us that's, that's actually okay saying just just wash dishes or drive car or do, do the other things and not be, um, yeah. you know, do, do the thought work, the data work, yeah. the thinking. That's where a good system is powerful because if you have a bad CEO, the company, the worker are not going to work the right yeah. way. And that's where a good but system. the system too, like kind of, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like set in stone. Like for me, for example, mm-hmm. I've, I've been going through a big change within the past yeah. like year and a half. And I'm constantly revising my, reviewing mm-hmm. the system to kind of continue with or keep on walking um, in, in, in the path I'm walking in. Because my old system that I had necessarily doesn't fit in with my yeah. current walk. Yeah, and that kind of also tweaks, situation. not necessarily the goal, but kind of like tweaks yeah, yeah. Goal because your system has changed so you um in a way have to tweak almost every little thing from you know going to the gym at nine to pushing it back till 10 yeah um so for me personally i don't i'm still re- constantly reviewing and revising my system i, talk, I think day. i think we will always have to again i think there's some things that will stay constant as we walk through life but others yeah. that we've got to be again tweaking and not some things that used to work are redundant and yeah, there and are accept, new things that come Accept in. the fact that this yeah. is going to... I think as well, a lot of... Call. Like, you've been in some of my conversations like about the teaching thing I was talking about earlier. And my my questions are much less about me. They're actually, what will, what will work for a group of people? What's me coming in with 
too much expectation and rules and then the thing falls apart because they just yeah. no only jesus can do some kind of thing or it getting too wide and easy that great lots of people do it but then it just again becomes the nothing burger because i've set the bar so low and where's the right thing that yeah and actually you you, you already started this but now you're accepting to review it to yeah i'm doing a yearly to... review of that and looking at that yeah and, uh, exactly I mean, it's like me, I think you run that conversation earlier or Sunday saying, okay, we've got a staff here, but our staff is growing here and that's great and people are doing things, but what's the right time to touch base every week? What's going on? What's happening? Who's done what? And what do we need to do? And who's, what roles are we playing? And just to, yeah. what's the effective, don't just talk about the minimum effective dose. Yeah. So, what's yeah. the minimum of medicine and give somebody to... that will achieve what we want to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to experiment to find the, yeah. the MED and accept mm-hmm. that you can fail. That you can like. Yeah, I, I think I think that's being okay with being trying okay something. With can... Failure is really really right. powerful. Right. Being okay with. Yeah, I I think or not even failure, but I mean, it's like me. I said here, I think we're going to try a midweek prayer meeting for. I think I'm going to try it for six to eight weeks, but. Just be honest, if, it, if nobody comes to it or I get up every week and go, I wish I hadn't done this mm. <laughs> or whatever. Um, okay, why? There's no point in, yeah. no, no, we heard from God. And we're gonna, well, I mean, if we really heard from God, yeah. Or if it was just a good idea. And sometimes you can't measure, like I know if I ask everybody, everybody would go, great idea. But who can actually show up? Yeah. It's a different question. Yeah. So we'll mm. see by doing that and. But, but, but it's nice to <clears throat> try, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, okay. So can I make two comments? Just, you know, when we church planted, it was, um, we had to make some rules and regulations. We were, we were trying to make, it was like a, a soccer game. Yeah. Like you're trying to make the, the, the boundaries yeah. and mm-hmm. you want the ball to be played. But then when the ball goes out, you want to be able to come and, and be the troubleshoot and bring it out. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing for us in our lives. And sometimes that we've actually made some personal boundaries of walk of walking out this life right. that we mm-hmm. know what those are. We'll, we're playing in, a, in, in our, you know, being actively involved, but Gosh, those boundaries, yeah. when it gets a little bit, we're too close. We know that we're going to go back into the game. I, I, I think some of it is personal, you know, leading, leading ourselves well. And then the other piece is also just being ahead of the game a little bit. So like, let me give you an example, like, uh, why well, ask Grandma? What are the what are the topics we may be talking about at church the next few months? Is because I w- don't want to prepare a sermon just rushed. I want to actually have my relationship with God, yeah. and I'll I'll you know think about some of those things. But I want to be in this relationship with God and not be there to just look for verses and because I'm going to. I I want to have time. I want to yeah. let my relationship with God breathe, and yet maybe yeah, I'll get something good, in yeah, that. Yeah. So. I guess the whole thing is it's the some some of this if we know ahead of time yeah of what we want intentionally to do in our walk with God but also in the way we want to do our life and in preparing the daily disciplines of how we're going to do this you know I got yeah. this job and I got this and and a lot of this is also we're wearing roles and hats and you know I'm a mom I'm a pastor I'm this that yeah. and 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 it all comes into we're in time and space too so it's that drip, drip in the cup too. There's a lot of wisdom in the looking ahead thing yeah. again. There's so much. It's so much easier to do, to sow the right things and to be yeah, like in one sense. Well. In the future, I want to be partially living in France, but I mean that's probably like a third of the year. 
you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, <clears throat> right. but you know, in the between 55 and 60, sounds like the kind of age I want to be more time in France. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been setting up that home in France to do that in, but it's not, we're not in a rush right. to do it. And if it's sort ahead. of nearly done, but it yeah. takes a few years and we bought it at the right time and it's, but it's not a, you know what I'm saying? It's not like a some panic thing or I want, I'm going to move this church or other things to be in a place where that, but it's not, you know, we take bad decisions when we're rushed. I I think as well, something Lynn said though, that so often in these things, we, we confuse the role with the purpose. Like I would say a lot of people in ministry, like I'll say this carefully, I'm thinking of somebody you know in France in ministry. And as we get older, sometimes let's say they were in the hat of being the pastor. Yeah. Like I'm here and I've like, I take, it takes a lot of energy to do a pastor. That's, yeah. that's really hard to do as you get older. It's not a, but it doesn't mean that they become valueless. But if they don't have a vision of, if, if they thought their call is to be a pastor rather than to be a man or woman of God and to be an influence in the environment, one vision can be done really well. One vision could be more powerful at 80 or 90 when you see yourself as a place, you, not not about rushing about on a plane and doing like what we do on a Sunday. What we do on a Sunday is, you know, it's like ridiculously. Yeah. T- I mean, you, I drove down to Norwalk on Friday afternoon and we were the, you know, stayed in somebody's house. We're back up Saturday evening and then we're back. And like, you know, there's a time and season to do that. But there's another yeah. season to be actually to have that channel where somebody's okay. making little videos where maybe they're really just flourishing and they're not yeah. trying to compete with the guy in the next town who's 25 he's got a church and it's all like yeah. hyper and energy and whatever but actually saying here's a lot of wisdom and here's so like but and, knowing and, and be could be okay evolving in this evolving yeah. in this field evolving in, in this in the, in the game of your game but it, it like playing different roles at times and but i, I think it was so attached to the hat of you know, I'm just giving that example of so many friends, the pastor thing versus the, yeah, okay, the call yeah. of God. Yeah. And what does that look like? And how could it, how does it change over time? And what is it not? Um, sometimes the, the, the sister or the shell they're in, the church building or the different thing is, uh, you know, we can get overly attached to things. Um, yeah, like I'm true, saying, yeah. the downsizing thing or the... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that's true. I could, I could think of a lot of athletes in track and field that are yeah, so course, yeah. focused on. I, I I know people they're so focused on one <laughs> discipline, one thing in track and field, and they could be way better in something else, but they don't want to see the bigger potential, the bigger. Mm. Um, do do, do you see what I mean? Totally. I mean, they, they, most, they have something yeah. in their way they could use in a way bigger manner, and they yeah. don't want it because they don't accept the game to change, mm-hmm. the game to evolve and right. to change the casket. And, but and even then, they have to know when you're a Wayne Rooney and you're 18 and you're something, yeah. or when you're in that more, the, um, I'm dating myself, that I was about to say the David Beckham in your 30s, I mean, his 40s, but you know, they're, they're sort of like the person who's got like a lot of experience, but the, yeah. they're not and that then, young. And then, and then the person the, who becomes the, the, the coach. The coach, yeah, exactly. And then the person who literally becomes the, 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 the manager, the, the, the sort manager. of like the yeah. businessman kind of head over it or yeah. like, you know that yeah, there, are, those guy, there was, are just stages of life and yeah and it's actually those guys that actually finished the career really really badly because they, yeah they they're still pushed, trying to be 18 they, exactly they pushed way 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 too far the 
they were old and they didn't, yeah. they didn't, they didn't accept the game to change and their their place to change. And I think there's something powerful in that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just going off of that, um, kind of like you're you're looking at. Uh, anyways, I I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but I kind of model or find the system that mm-hmm. I can. It's like a model, like um, for example, um, uh, mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham, Graham, Linda, um, you know, you guys are very important in my life, but what mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. observe, like what, what system are you doing? And I kind of take from your system and kind of fit into mine, yeah. you know, in yeah, like I a see, model. I see, I see what you're too. saying, accepting to, to take some, somebody else's mm-hmm. ideas and not being, um, not being so prideful, actually, to right. to not yeah, be no, willing, I, I, not be willing really to accept good, the yeah. vision, and that's actually and and I think easier it's easier when you do to, to do when you're young. I think so because when you grow older, you tend to be more uh, yeah, more rigid, more more rigid, crystallized yeah. in so, your ways. But yeah, there's, some, there's something powerful in accepting. But I, I absolutely learning from others yeah. and asking them what they like. Uh, to be honest, the thing Linda said, I was just relating that to my teaching thing, but there's. You know, like that idea of knowing in advance, in months in advance. I mean, the idea of reading two or three books about a thing and having the time, like you say, to let it, like you take the cork out of the bottle of wine, let it breathe, let it sort of... I mean, to be honest, that's what I do. Maybe it's unfair because I'm not... I'm, I'm generally... There's a few things I'm kind of incubating and yeah. and I take the time to... I probably want to preach on the end time sometime, but that could be a year out and I'm actually... No. Yeah, good book. Oh, good book. Um, you know, reading and thinking, and um, but not feeling pressured wow. to do it. And often when I stand up to preach, there's five minutes prep right. before my message. But but there's prep before my message because there's months right. of like oh, oh, thinking about this. And um, uh, yeah. Joaquin, I'm. How are we on time? Because I just yeah, have a little weird wrap up. Soon. But I, 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 goal. You know, the whole thing we were talking about systems and goals. I actually think back to what our the series was last month about legacy and inheritance. And, you know, Graham, I'm sorry, we had a little bit of conversation and it really made me chew on about, um, you know, all this, this wonderful wealth of experiences that we've had from God or testimonies or yeah. just what he's poured out in all of us and having, having this relationship how can we pass that legacy on and the inheritance yeah. of what we've learned? And as we've been talking about using social media in this way, I think, you know, the fact that, like, for instance, I was talking to a friend. I have videos of my mom and the legacy of her, yeah. you know, singing songs about Jesus and what her background is and all this stuff. But aren't we also shouldn't be doing all of this? Because now my mom is long, you know, not here physically on the earth, yeah. but I'm able to give mm-hmm. it to my grandson and to his mm-hmm. grandson and to the sons. And I want that. And I think we should all be recognizing that what we're, what, what's been poured out into us needs to be poured out. But we also need to use this technology and what we can do to yeah. make it long lasting so that it's not just about my biological um, yeah, I completely agree with that. I just, I'm not sure we know how to do that yet, though, and I do mm. feel there's some like. Do it well. <clears throat> but, the, it well. I'm, but I'm just saying there's even tech or short termism. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's amazing. I remember about 15 years ago saying to people, I don't want to use Facebook Messenger. I say to people all the mm. time, like, email me. If I've got your email, mm. I own that. Mm. When we're no. giving all this, we're sort of like farming out our connections to mm. some company that's just there mm. to make money over it, or maybe won't be around. Yeah. Or, like, there's things like that, or even the format. We It's interesting. I bought, um, I literally bought six... Um, copies cassette tape big fat binders from believers convention from the 1980s i love sorry this thing like that i got them on ebay some guy was trying to get great like 20 bucks each of these cassettes and i really but i really like especially the older messages but i'm but i'm actually saying like the the format or the way like i'm aware my mom went to heaven about five years ago and there's those you know my brothers and i sorted through all the stuff and you know, it's sort of basically my brother's right. basement there. And what do you, just practically, what do you do with that? Or the yeah. Yeah. photos. Or the, I'm just saying literally like the mm-hmm. storage systems, the formats for those things. Yeah. Who owns them? What do you... And, and, and like, I've got a bunch of recordings of too. Noah with her grandparents, Noah and Sandy, like yeah. singing. Or like my granddad, it's, it's, it's my granddad, my dad, her granddad, in the last six months before he died, and he suddenly knew he was dying, read through the whole of the New Testament. And I've wow. got like, and he like talks to his grandkids and his his six month year old son, grandson, who's still in him, he's never met. And he's like reading the wow. Bible, crying because like, oh he knows God. the author as well. And like, wow. that's that's precious. Oh, I'm crying too. Yeah. But like, then how do you, I'm just saying the practicalities of that yeah, is so a, not always obvious. Yeah. There are times we're storing our photos on. Right. Instagram or something like that, oh, and then they too. won't be there when we need them. Or those, or like yeah. I'm just saying, like, I've got. I, yeah. I said earlier, I've got 300 videos on these things. They're all on YouTube. Right. Now that's okay until YouTube decides. Oh, Graham doesn't like a certain lifestyle that the government sanctions, and Graham actually won't right. do that in his church. Bad person. We'll unperson him, and and they're all gone. Yeah. Because some person in an office decided I wasn't true. woke enough for them. That's, there's actually there's actually a. Or that's, that's manipulated yeah. in the wrong way and becomes the, you know, the, the, the ability where they're actually yeah, yeah. manipulating But uh, In this whole thing, I think the, the most powerful thing is the ability to receive. Because yeah. I can see those, those in the, I'm going to go back to the newer generation, but the newer generation, Once. there's this thing since like the 60s, 70s that people are like cutting with their parents, cutting mm-hmm. with the elders and like, mm-hmm. like trying to find mm-hmm. a new way. And I feel like everybody's like, my parents are just like boomer. They don't know life, and I just I, I want to listen to them. There's something really powerful in, like as in Ireland, my grandparents are pastor. Mm-hmm. You, you, my my uncles are pastor. My my father. Something mm-hmm. so powerful in the ability to receive and to accept that you can be wrong as an 18 year old boy, and you need to listen and receive and as fast mm-hmm. as fast as you can because life yeah. can be and those things yeah. can like just go go like that, and you can and and that's something yeah. really good if you're young, receive what the the elders, elders the people that know the people that have experienced mm-hmm. have that's something really good something i want to mm-hmm. keep doing in my life because our age you go on campus you go on they're, they're like they, they're new age new new vision and they 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 cut with everything that the, yeah their parents knows and their grandparents knows but right. i mean there's something good it's what what what's hold like, yeah i think what rebecca said in a way though about going to certain yeah, others that, and that learning exactly. what they learn but i, I would say yeah not realizing you don't have to accept everything they yeah, do. Absolutely. And then like, it, even in the body of Christ, go into people who, like, I think I've been really blessed by going to some people who know about money and finance in the kingdom world and learning from them. 
But I think what they think about worship is stupid. At times, like, I don't don't relate to the goals in worship. But I've seen some people who know how to raise money and believe God for it and do that really well. And then I want to go to some others who are like crazy worship people and then to to Sean Boltz and say, like, let's talk about hearing from God and things like that and not so at times not getting locked into one and build build your own relationship with God where you see right and you know what what to accept what to reject and Mm -hmm. where you have enough wisdom to to receive and to Hey, why don't we draw this one to a close? We've got three more. So- no, I'm joking. <laughs> so we're going to try and do this most weeks. Um, hey, just practically again, if you're, uh, you made it this far, by bravo. And uh, hey, wherever you listen to this, I will have this out on all the major Apple podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, um, all of those kind of things. But um, Drop us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. There'll be some links in the show notes as well. And uh, (laughs) let us know how we can pray and be a blessing to you. Hit the subscribe thing. Hit the share thing. And uh, walk with God. Bye for now. Bye. 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 One minute, 19. (laughs)